seasonal hair loss is real. Why do you see our hair shed more in the summer and in the fall? Is this suspicion or factual? Today, we'll discuss factual data substantiating seasonal hair loss. We will also learn how our thyroid plays a role and what proactive measures you can do on a daily basis to slow the shed of seasonal hair loss. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. We begin today's episode with a new British journal of dermatology study, exploring the relationship between seasonality and hair loss using Google Trends data. Now, you know, you don't know me, but I'm not a huge Google fan because I, um, I kind of contradict or counter Google issues on a daily basis with our clients because they love to choose their hair care products and their hair loss regime by making sure that they check with Dr. Google before they check with anyone else. However, in this particular case, we do have some great data. And so a little plug for Google. Um, Google Trends is an online open access database that aggregates Google search data and terms from 2004 onwards. Today, we're going to be referencing data specifically from 2004 to 2016. This particular study is focusing on the term and the search for hair loss. So the study defines and constitutes that June, July, and August as summer months. Then September, October, and November as our autumn or our fall months. These are specifically focused in the Northern Hemisphere. And certainly the reverse is true for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere. The study looked at how many times the term hair loss was searched in a given time period, with results of the study suggesting that hair loss in the population is significantly correlated, so that means almost the same, with seasonality, and that their hair loss occurs most frequently in the summer and in the autumn. The study dives in a little deeper, and so when we talk about the seasonality, we need to look at kind of their digital algorithms, if you will. So the study synthesized digital epidemiological data from both hemispheres to confirm the clinical suspicion that the summer and the fall seasons are associated with greater hair loss, said senior author, Dr. Sean Quatar. He is also a scholar from Johns Hopkins University Medical School. 
And his team also has more findings. And so they state the findings are also clinically relevant for patients presenting hair shed in the summer and the fall months with more exaggerated, more aggressive hair loss. So in summary, they're sharing that, yes, um, you know, we're going to go through phases of shedding throughout the course of our lifetime. And when we think of it on a 12-month time frame, you know, what's happening in the spring, the summer, and the fall, in the winter. But this particular study very much constituted and also determined that there are certain significant factors that do make a difference in the summer and the fall. And so you're not crazy. Um, this happens. And for those of you that are animal lovers, what else is so interesting is that the seasonal variations in our hair loss also occurs in our furry friends. It's also been noted that studies with monkeys, cats, and dogs, that they also see shedding. So, you know, when you look around your house, your condo, your car, now you have valid reason why Muffy and Spike Leave a trail of hair wherever they go. So here's to summer. Hey, Natalia, how you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Well, so, you know, I've just spent a little time validating that um, seasonal hair loss is true and it's real. So tell us what happens with our thyroid and how does that affect the seasonality of our hair loss? Yes, it's very interesting. It's actually just like you said, it's not in our head or our hair. There's actually something else is going on in our body. Our thyroid actually works with the seasons. And people who don't have thyroid problems are actually tend to be diagnosed with hypothyroidism during winter months because TSH tend to go up. This is the sign that your thyroid is not keeping up with your body's hormonal needs. And you know, our hormones change from season to season. And what's interesting is that your free T4 levels are higher in, in fall and in the winter. But as, as we know, and I hope our listeners already learned from all our other, other podcasts, that free T4 levels, that's what we're looking for because that's the most active thyroid hormone. So what's interesting is that free T4 levels are actually lower in spring and fall. So what does that translate into? It's less energy, less metabolism throughout the whole body, right? So even your hair's metabolism, if that was a thing, slows down in spring and fall. So that's how thyroid affects it. So I always tell my clients to check their levels. Um, I would say every quarter, that's, that's ideally, because most people check it once a year, just to possibly adjust their thyroid medication dose. But if you are looking to support your hair growth, you want to test every quarter and adjust your medication accordingly. Amen. Thank you yes. for that. That's exactly Thanks. right. So I have a couple of follow-on questions because, you know, I suffer from thyroid disease as well. So in, in a previous episode, we talked about the specific thyroid test that we should encourage our listeners. Mm -hmm. Could you remind them again what those tests are? We definitely have to run 
a full thyroid panel because only checking TSH, it actually doesn't give us anything because as you can see, now we're adding one more uh, nuance in, into the lab work that, you know, it fluctuates based on the season. I mean, who could have known this? So we have to test TSH, our, our total T4 hormone, free T4, free T3. And of course, I always say that's not related to hair loss, but well, actually, maybe. Uh, I always test TPO antibodies because the higher TPO antibodies, the more inflammation you have in the body. So, and we know how inflammation affects our hair growth just, you know, uh, inflammation of the skin, scalp, um, gut, and everything else. So I run full panel every quarter. Okay. So I would just uh, chime in and actually say that, yes, we run a TPO with every single client. Um, that is part of our full thyroid panel. And it is extremely important for hair growth and hair loss, especially when we have clients who are in um, that are under the age of 25, even some that are under the age of 30, and we can't identify the root of the problem, right? And mm -hmm. we're really trying to look at the whole body. And so TPO is top of our list. So that's great. And, and then also back to your point, um, so let's just say we have this individual who contacts HPI um, due to seasonal hair loss, and we run some thyroid panels, right? And we run mm -hmm. some thyroid lab. Certainly TPO is going to be included in that. Levels come back. Either they definitely are identifying a sluggish thyroid or low levels or high levels. So we encourage the individual then to seek treatment, whether from a diet from you or whether from um, Dr. Monaco, who is our medical director, who is also integrative and hormone specialist. Once they do that and they have started on a different treatment plan, so back to, I'm getting around finally, mm -hmm. to the quarterly lab work. So if someone starts a new treatment plan, and let's just call it June 1st, when should they then feel that either the diet is taking effect or this the medication is taking effect or supplements are taking effect that they truly then should then be retested? Usually for supplements or medication or diet, it takes at least three to four weeks for it to take an effect. So I would say we're talking about the beginning testing at the beginning of every season okay within the first months and of course their best and the worst time to test for our thyroid that's why i say test within first months but based on your and i'm talking to women right now that menstruate because we know that estrogen and testosterone they all affect uh, your blood work results. Mm -hmm. So um, we need to do, by the way, we need to do an episode on that one uh, because it's so important. Your thought, you Now, know. is this episode 100 or 150 <laughs> that we're going to be on? <laughs> <laughs> soon. That's soon, right. Soon. That's right. Stay tuned. We'll but get it to I, it. I guess my point is is to be consistent, to test every time at the, at the same time. Test either, if you test at the beginning of the month, continue to do so every season. Perfect. 
Oh, great. Okay. Well, and that was my point is, you know, so many times we'll see clients and this is a little bit off tangent, but they'll come in and they'll say, you know, something's just not right. I went off birth control or I changed my hormones or my bioidentical hormones, whatever. And the, the physician said, I should wait 90 days before I expect to change. We feel that that is very long-sided. I don't even know if that's a phrase. Um, But I just think within, as you said, three to four weeks, we typically see a difference in how our clients are feeling. We certainly also monitor hair growth and hair loss treatment in that three to four week period Mm -hmm. too. So I think, you know, for our listeners, that's really the key is, is give yourself three to four weeks. And if something hasn't changed and you're not, you're not noticing less hair loss or you're noticing more hair loss, right? then we need to move forward and do something else. Yep, I agree. Three to four weeks, that's a magic number. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, so, um, okay, so we substantiated all the reasons around this seasonal hair loss, and we know that summertime hair loss is real, and the research suggests that women specifically experience these elevated rates in hair shedding due to these changes either in thyroid or hormones during the spring or the offset in the fall. Um, And some of this is caused in part by the hair follicle entering into that resting phase, which we know is a telogen effluvium phase, which also can be considered as that, that shed or that fallout phase, that that's the last phase. So Research is is suggesting that um, when the hair is subject to more extreme weather, cold or warm, hair follicles can prematurely enter into this this TE, telogen effluvium phase, leading to more hair shedding than usual, which is predominantly what we're discussing today. Um, And, you know, this may explain why so many women experience greater hair loss in June, July, and August, and then... Everything seems to relax. Everything seems to go back to normal. You know, we all know that a little sunshine is great for our lives, Mm. our faces, and the glistening highlights in our hair, right? But there's now really just cause for what's going on. So it's important, you know, for the listeners to really appreciate and understand that they're not losing their mind, uh, Mm -hmm. that this is truly an issue that we need to be in touch with. And so I think it's important. Um, Moving on to their diet then, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, in general, the individual is healthy. They want to adjust with some supplementation for proactivity, What can they do either through a supplement form or through a diet to help support the seasonal hair loss or this change, my goodness, in um, their free T4 levels, high Mm -hmm. or low, right? How can we help them be proactive and kind of slow this down or move past this smoothly? Okay. Uh, Well, first, I'm going to address the medication and then the diet. Um, To really alter your hormone levels, free T4, free T3, there are things you can do, like manage stress, because we know about the reverse T3, that the more stress you have, the more reverse T3, which is like putting on the brake, uh, brake on your metabolism. So we know stress affects that. But to truly adjust your hormone levels, you have to adjust your medication dosage. And that's why we have to test every... Uh, every season to do to do so. So now 
back to the diet thing. We know that nutrition plays an important role in our overall health and especially the health of our hair. And when it comes to preventing or treating hair loss, the first thing we need to address is nutrition deficiencies. And when it comes to supplements, there are so many of them that um, they're advertised as the magic pill for your, you know, lush hair and long hair and uh, no split ends. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't test for nutrient deficiencies, you're, you kind of doing yourself a disfavor, right? Um, I always say test, don't guess. We know that almost every nutrient that you can name right now at the top of your head can cause um, hair loss, right? We're talking about vitamin D, niacin, vitamin A, omegas. I mean, iron, right? That's a big one. And a lot of people, a majority of people with hypothyroidism, especially the autoimmune version of that Hashimoto's, are deficient in vitamin D and iron. So how do you address that? Through diet. And now some people, if, ha if they have really if they are really deficient, then we need to supplement. But if your levels are somewhere somewhat lower than normal, you want to address that with diet first. That should be your first um, kind of defense mechanism, right? Because food is the best um, source of nutrition. And we need to remember that food is medicine. Natalia, so... Uh all of that's such amazing, great information. But I think the other thing that for me always stands out and we talk about with our clients who come in with seasonal hair loss is allergens, right? At certain times of the year. And we see that those flare up more in the spring and the summer or the fall, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, question, my allergies are really bad right now. Um, does that have anything to do with inflammation? Absolutely. Now, let's remember that 90% of people with hair loss have thyroid imbalance. And 95% of those people with thyroid imbalance have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. Hashimoto's is just, it has an inflammatory nature. This was what it does in your body. Not only it affects your thyroid, but it affects every other organ and system in your body. So by addressing Hashimoto's, by addressing your immune system, because that's what we're working for, we're not treating the thyroid, we're addressing our immune system. By decreasing inflammation, by calming down your immune system, what, what else are you doing? You slowing down all other processes like allergies. And I mm. actually see that very often that when somebody feels better with after addressing Hashimoto's, mm -hmm. their allergies go away. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's such great because information. Because that's our, that's our immune system. Mm -hmm. Allerg allergic reaction, well, not allergic to, mm -hmm. but um, that reaction, the inflammation, it's all comes from our immune system. So how mm -hmm. do you treat that? Of course, you can take a pill. Right. <laughs> That's easy. Or if where you stand, in which we love the best, is the diet, right? Yes. And so then in addition to the diet adjustments that you've shared, let's review a few simple steps to a smooth seasonal transition for less hair loss, right? So first, we want to identify are you experiencing increased shedding or 
on a regular and normal basis. So meaning, um, is it three or four more additional hairs a day or is it a handful of hair, right? So increased shedding is one thing. Aggressive telogen effluvium shed is something completely different. So we have a couple little simple tests for our listeners. So the first is for the next time that you take your shower, I want you to take note and know you don't have to count them and please don't put them in a baggie. Um, We really don't need to see them. Uh, That happens a lot, you know. I do it. (laughs) That's how I keep track of them. Okay, okay. So if you want to take Natalia's advice, you can put them (laughs) in a baggie. The next time you see her, you can share how many hairs you have in that bag. However, we just want to know if it's an increase, right? Mm -hmm. So how many hairs that you have in your hand on the bottom of the shower, the shower walls, your brush, or your towel. So is that a significant amount to where you are truly seeing small balls of hair in those areas? If the answer is yes, you have much more an aggressive issue than just seasonal hair loss. You now are falling into a stressful antigen or telogen effluvium shed, which is again, another episode, we've touched on this and others in the past, but that's when you really need to consult a professional, a trichologist, a dermatologist to get to the root of what that aggressive hair loss is is caused from. Otherwise, if you're just noticing an increase in some of the hair that you're seeing in those areas, your hands, your showers, your brush, your towels, then it very easily could be caused from this seasonal situation that we're running into. So what happens is, is that you can consider a few minor adjustments. The first is, is by changing your shampoo. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, I do that every quarter. I do that every time I go to the store because one shampoo makes my hair flat, so the next I'll change it. The next shampoo makes it feel dry or flaky. The issue is, is that our total purpose about talking and considering seasonal hair loss is about what's going on below the scalp line. So what is truly happening in the root? Yes, the hair is affected, and yes, the texture of your hair can change during these seasonalities. However, we want you to think specifically about treating the scalp and not as much treating the hair. So when I talk about changing shampoos, I'm suggesting that you move into a product that is going to be a stimulating-based product. There's natural shampoos. We use products um, that are by life science companies. Replinology is an amazing amazing brand. Um, Hair Loss Control Center also creates another brand that we use that we feel very strongly about. Those particular products work specifically on the scalp with a stimulating factor. So by changing the shampoo, by starting to shampoo more frequently, you're then causing a manual manipulation and stimulation. What that means in short is you're moving the blood flow around and you're creating more oxygen to the hair follicle to the root. And that will help us in this seasonal stage. Next, we want you to start shampooing daily. This is Natalia's absolute favorite thing to do. Have you seen my hair? It's so long. (laughs) It takes forever. I would rather be recording an episode than washing my hair. (laughs) So 
this is a standing joke with us, but honestly, a lot of individuals find that this is uh, contradictory to what you read. And remember, Dr. Google, um, but I need you to understand that it's very important. And there is a purpose and a science behind the reason that we recommend that you perform these shampoos more frequently. Next, I want you to consider adding some amino acid supplementation into your diet, whether you utilize a pill or a supplement form, or whether you consider an IV infusion therapy. Boosting the immune system during these seasonal changes, whether it is in the summer or in the fall, it's going to support the immune system. It will also help the inflammatory response that Natalia was speaking about earlier. And so there are true hair restoration IV treatments that are available that focus specifically on these amino acids and the supplements that Natalia has also addressed earlier and that we've talked about in previous episodes. So um, two tips, shampoo more frequently, change your shampoo, focus more on the scalp. In addition to let's get some amino acid supplementation into the body, whether it's through an IV infusion or through an actual supplement. Natalia, so, okay, so I've kind of laid it out for the listeners on what I would like to see them do and some helpful tips um, for hair-specific treatments during these seasonal sheds. What can they do from a whole body perspective? Absolutely. That's, uh, now, I want to say that first, no matter what the reason behind your seasonal hair loss, either it's medication, seasonal uh, nutrient deficiencies, no matter what the reason is, you have to pay attention to your body and address it right there. Don't wait three more months to see if your hair improves. So that's my tip number one, because I think that's the best one. Prevention is, should be the first, uh, the first thing you, should, you address. Now, when it comes to, to our diet, I think the most important thing I would say is to eat seasonally, to eat seasonal food, because the mother nature is so amazing. It actually provides... The foods that grow in season actually are rich in uh, nutrition that our body needs right then and, you know, at that season. So hence farm to table. Exactly. Exactly. And that's perfect. And that's where it's all the whole idea came from. Because, uh, for example, in the summer, we want to um, have a little bit more hydration, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know how important it is for our cells and for our hair health. So what do we have in the summer? All the fruit, peaches, and of course, watermelon. watermelon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I knew you knew exactly what I was going to say. So in, without going into details, exactly what the giving you a list of foods to eat, I just say, you know, make it easy on yourself. Eat farm to table. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, so we've had an action-packed episode today, and we hope that you've learned a few valuable lessons and takeaways to offset your seasonal hair loss. Do not hesitate to reach out either to Natalia or myself if you have in-depth questions or specific issues that you're truly concerned about or that you feel that your particular hair loss issue is much more aggressive or something that you need to get to the root of the problem, much more than just a seasonal effect. And as always, make it a great day until we meet again. 